listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Hour number two of Miller and Moulton on this Thursday. Mark off till Monday. Think good thoughts. Wish him well. He's got the member, I think it's the member guest today and tomorrow. Guest? Can he bring yeah. me? <laughs> he could bring anybody. He Five years ago, he wanted me to be the guest. And I just said, yeah, that ain't happening. And he took it very personally. And I said, this is not a you thing. Okay? I mean, l- trust me. I have to now do the show without you for two days. It's harder without you. I just, I would love to drink beer and play golf for two days. I'm not worthy of being your guest from a golfing standpoint. I don't know if I would ever want to play golf with Mark. Why? Because I'm so bad. Well, then no. I'm absolutely so, not. I'm, I'm, I'm lefty also. Well, that, that's fine. So, no, like that's my, fine. If you just need to get to a certain point, that's all. Yeah. So, I, I'd lose you know, too Mark many balls. Can, Mark can shoot anywhere from 78 to 92, though. See, so, you I'm, know. I'm more 98. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, you got yeah. to improve, you know, to be considered, you know. And hopefully we do the show long enough for you to be considered. That's True. the key. You also have to play. I don't play. Yeah. That's the thing. Exactly. So mm-hmm. Mark will be uh, today and tomorrow enjoying some golf. Hopefully he plays well, has fun. He'll be back on Monday. Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network, floridasportsnetwork.com. Miss any part of the show, download our podcast. Letting everyone know now Mark Dominic will be at the top of our bonus hour. And we know that those of you in Lake City and Tampa, St. Pete and Port Charlotte and Venice, that you don't get the bonus hour. So you probably at around 10 o'clock or so, if, you know, that's there is a, you know, there is an app for you to listen to the bonus hour live. But if you don't do that, you'll probably want to download our Mark Dominic interview two hours from now at FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Speaking of the NFL, not a lot of news yesterday. I mean, the biggest cut, at least in terms of money saved, was Ronnie Anderson, Robbie Anderson, excuse me, Arizona, who traded for him in October of last year. They remember when Carolina was unloading, uh, you know, McCaffrey and then Robbie Anderson, and then eventually they cut Baker Mayfield, and Arizona saved twelve million by letting go of Robbie Anderson. The word is, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins is available. I mean, well, I think better though, somewhere else than Arizona. Well, okay, how much of that's on D Hop and how much of that's on Kyler Murray? But also, let me ask you this: I, and I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think D Hop's going to be thirty-one this year, right? And the last year and a half between a suspension and an injury, he has not been on the field all the time. So let me ask you this: He is a number one. He is a number one, but he's now a 31-year-old number one. You know, Mike Evans is to be a 30-year-old number one. All right? Who is going to give Arizona, because Arizona is going to want a first-round pick. I don't know if you can get a first-round pick for a 30-plus-year-old wide receiver, unless it's a team that thinks they're close. Like, I'm just going to throw this out there. You're the Ravens? Mm. You're the Ravens. First off, would it help you with your negotiations with Lamar? Perhaps. Because you traded away John Brown 
ironically, to Arizona. All right. And you look at your wide receiving core, and it's in the same area code as the Giants' wide receiving core. I mean, it's, it's not that good. And you're trying to win in the AFC, which may also add Aaron Rodgers to the fold here with the Jets. More on that in a bit. But if you're Baltimore with who it is you're trying to compete with. I, I think that have, does help. Now, I don't know if I would give up the 22nd pick of the draft. And because of his cap hit, if I'm Baltimore, I'd say to Arizona, how about I give you a two and a five? And I'll take the, the cap hit off your hands. How about that? And you knew GM and you knew head coach and you not going to have Kyler Murray probably for the first half of the year, maybe longer. How about if you guys just begin the retool? What did Philly give up to get A.J. Brown? A number one pick. But that was a 25-year-old yes, number one wide receiver who they did have to sign to a contract also. Now, in Hop's case, he's got the contract. You just have to bring him on board. I'm just throwing that out there. If you're Baltimore, yeah, you know, A, do you think that would help you with Lamar? But also, B, if you're trying to legitimately compete with what you're trying to compete with, don't you think you, you've got the tight end, you've got the offensive line, you've got the defense, you could probably use another running back because you've had a host of injuries there. You have to assume your quarterback's going to play and stay healthy. All teams assume that. Well, also, you have to assume that he's on board for next year. Well, no, you don't have to. I mean, you have to assume that Lamar is going to play for you in 2023. All right, we're doing this one year at a time. I mean, because we've already, as Pat Kerwin likes to say, and he'll be on the show tomorrow, I mean, Baltimore and Lamar may have started divorce proceedings here. Now, it may be a two-month divorce. It may be a one-year divorce. It may be a two-year divorce. But... Do you think right now that the Ravens and Lamar are working towards a long-term deal? Or do you think that the Ravens and Lamar are actually beginning divorce proceedings? That's Answer that on the side. But for right now, you've got Lamar and you have no wide receivers. And you're in the AFC. And we all know who you have to go through here. I mean, is a DeAndre Hopkins on the Ravens who thoroughly outplayed the Bengals, by the way, in that playoff game. Thoroughly outplayed them. And that was with Huntley, a quarterback. Completely outplayed them. Over 100 more yards in that game than the Bengals had in Cincinnati. And we saw how close the Bengals came to going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, we're not thinking about Baltimore the way we were a few years ago, but if a healthy Lamar and a wide receiver on the Ravens. And that's a totally different team you got to go through in the AFC. That's a team that could beat anybody, to be honest. It's just you're talking about one of the best wide receivers in the last decade. Yes. And, but he's 31, and Arizona's in a total rebuild, and he's costly. 
but some of the greatest were still good at 31. But if you're Arizona, see, the thing is, if you're Arizona, it's not him at 31 in 2023. You're not going to be good this year. Right. I don't even know if you can be good in 2024. By the time you're going to be good, he's 33. See, if you're Arizona, it's kind of like, what's the point of having him now? Honestly. Hell, Kyler may not even play much this year. It's kind of the same thing with Derrick Henry. He's 29. Right. The, the, the Titans will be okay, but not nothing special. You know, his value is at an all-time high right now. Well, it's at the highest it's going to be. Exactly. It's only going to go down. Correct. And so that's why, in theory, the Titans are thinking, listen, if we keep him, we're probably stuck with him for the rest of the career and the contract we gave him, or we can get out from under the contract now and move in the direction that we're going to move. They should. Both of them should be shipped. Well, it's why I brought up, and I don't think anybody agrees with me, but it's why I brought up if you're Tampa Bay, I mean, now's the time to think about Mike Evans. I mean, uh, this is the offseason in which you're deciding, is Mike Evans a Buccaneer for life? Does he go to the Hall of Fame having only played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Or if we're going to trade him, nine years in the league, nine 1,000-yard seasons. Do you know how many wide receivers have done that? One. Zero. Oh, zero. zero at the start of a career. Oh, zero insane. and he turns 30 for this season i mean i'll tell you right now if i'm the ravens d hop or mike evans oh i'd take mike evans yeah, yeah. mike evans plays every game yes mike evans hasn't been suspended for cheating mike evans scores right. touchdowns yeah. a lot of touchdowns so now do i think DeAndre's best day is a little better than Mike Evans' best day? I do. I think he's a little more dynamic. But I'm pretty confident Mike Evans is going to play 17 games. Right. And I'm not very confident D-Hop's going to play more than 12. So, but I this is where if you're Tampa Bay and you're $55 million over the cap and the three cuts that you've announced that you're going to do are only saving you $20 million, I know what I'm trading away. I'm trading away a number one wide receiver. How beneficial is a number one wide receiver if Kyle Trask is your quarterback? Now, you can argue it both ways. I mean, you need Mike Evans more with a Kyle Trask at quarterback. I I can agree with you on that argument. Or you could go, listen, can we just admit we're not going to be very good this year? And really the goal, every move that we make over the next three months should be about 2024. But every in, single move we make. In that case, do you just ship Godwin as well? No. I mean, no, I got to have somebody. True. Right. No. Without Evans no, or Godwin, have they have no, no one. No, I got to have somebody. <laughs> yeah. But with what, you know, think about it. Diggs got a first-round pick. A.J. Brown got a first-round pick. Now, they were both in their mid-20s. So I don't know if a D-Hop, if a Mike Evans can get you a first-round pick. But remember, look at the teams who are drafting in the 20s and low 30s. That's who's going to make a move like this. Think about it. Who acquired Diggs? 
the Bills. They thought they were right there. Who acquired A.J. Brown? The Eagles. They thought they were right there. Look at who's drafting in the 20s and who you think, man, they're good, but what if they got their quarterback a number one? Okay, but if you're like the Cowboys, do you send a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins? No. First off, in theory, I've got a number one wide receiver. I've got a few other issues. It's fair. But I keep going back to Baltimore and the 22nd pick of the draft. Mike Evans or D-Hop on the Ravens? And does that help you with Lamar? You're in the AFC, man. You need weapons. Miller and Moulton. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Mark off. He'll be back on Monday. Young Felipe holding down the fort. I made the drive 350 miles from Northeast Florida in Jacksonville to back to Southwest Florida, my longtime home, in studio with Felipe today and tomorrow. You did say something late last segment. And if you're just joining us, we were kicking around if you're the Ravens, you know, do you trade your first round pick for a Mike Evans or a DeAndre Hopkins? You know, talking about the whole Lamar situation and, and what have you. And Felipe, and I said, concentrate on the teams that are drafting in the low to mid-20s who feel as if they need one more weapon to get them over the hump. And you said, if you're the Cowboys, do you trade your first-round pick for either one of those number one wide receivers? And I said, no. During the break, I thought about it. Now, obviously, do I want to give up my first-round pick, which is, you know, I don't know, right around 26, I think, 27? Mm, no. No, I don't. I would prefer to maybe give up a two this year and something else next year. But what were the Cowboys lacking down the stretch? Weapons. De depth. When Pollard got hurt in the playoff game, they had C.D. Lamb and Dalton Schultz, and that's it. And Dalton Schultz is a free agent. Okay, right now you have an injured Tony Pollard and you have C.D. Lamb. And because what did they do? They traded away Amari Cooper for a song, by the way. What, a fifth-round pick? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A legitimate number one wide receiver. Now, he didn't have a number one quarterback this year, but that's still a legitimate number one wide receiver. But what were the Cowboys lacking against the really good teams at the end of the day last year? They needed one more weapon. Zeke's no longer that weapon. Pollard got hurt, and all of a sudden they were out there against the Niners, and they had CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz, and the Niners said, yeah, we'll take it from here. Thanks. Right. Thank you very much. And once, there's a team in which what are they trying to do? They're trying to get over the hump with Dak. 
if you give Dak either one of those guys? Well, and I would, if I was Dallas and I had to choose, I would choose Evans. Yeah. He's younger, went to college at A&M, all right, and he's more consistent. Also, I think his skill set would be the perfect match. Okay, imagine CeeDee Lamb as your number two. All right. That should be a really good offense. It also would allow you to move on from Dalton Schultz and go and just get a solid tight end. I mean, quite frankly, they could sign a Cameron Brait for $4 million, save $7 million at the position. Okay. If you had Mike Evans with CD Lamb, because their wide receiving court, they've missed on a lot. A lot of the guys they thought the Michael Gallups and what have you two, three years ago not developed, gotten hurt, whatever. So that's actually a the more I think about it, that's a team in which, you know, are they in the position the Bills were in when they went and got digs? Are they closer to the position the Eagles were in a year ago when they said, you know, what do we need to do for Jalen Hurts? Even though we have a Devontae Smith, what do we need to do? We need to get him a number one. Cowboys have the 26th pick. If I, I'm telling you, if we put a poll question up, would if you're the Cowboys, would you trade the 26th pick for Mike Evans? I think everyone would say yes. I would. So, I mean, if I'm if I'm urging Baltimore at 22 to make that deal, all right, and you know, let's face it, I mean, Dallas, Jimmy. Jimmy, Jarrah all but said last week, I mean, this is a put-up-or-shut-up year for Dak. I mean, Jarrah's going to move on from Dak if if he doesn't show this year that he's a quarterback capable of winning a Super Bowl. And we all know you can show you're a quarterback capable of winning the Super Bowl and not win the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, the Eagles now believe Jalen Hurts can win a Super Bowl. They have a quarterback capable of winning the Super Bowl. The Chargers believe they have a quarterback capable of winning the Super The Chargers believe they have a quarterback capable of winning the Super Bowl, even though he's yet to win a playoff game. You know, right now, we fired his awful, but you know, it's it's pretty much time to prove it. We fired his awful, but you know, it's it's pretty much it's time to prove it. We fired his offensive coordinator, and McCarthy's calling the plays because, well, Dak needs help. No better way to give him help than to go get him a number one wide receiver. Let me ask you something. Do we have that same late first round swap energy with Derrick Henry? No. No? No. First off, who's the very first thing you have to pencil in? All right, that's the very first thing you have to pencil in. The Jags? Uh, ATN did 20 carries for 110 yards. ATN, he's entering his third year. I mean, ATN did 20 carries for 110 yards. ATN, he's entering his third year. I mean, ATN did 20 carries for 110 yards. Naheem Hines, what about the Bills? Uh, Two second-rounders for Naheem Hines. What about the Bills? Uh, it's interesting. They've been mentioned. They've been mentioned. Here's the thing. I, don't, I actually don't think you'd have to give up a first-round pick to take on that contract. I actually don't think you'd have to give up a first-round pick to take Henry off the Titans' hands. I actually think you could go a two and something else. But the thought is he gets sent to a contender. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, in theory, listen, the Dolphins have been mentioned for Derrick Henry because the thought being that just about all their running backs are free agents. Now, I have no idea how you work that contract into what you're doing. I think you'd have to restructure it. Okay, but, I mean, that's a guy who's going to throw the ball 65% of the time, but if every single time he ran the ball, he ran it with Derrick Henry? If you're 22 carries a game, were Derrick Henry? I mean, yeah. I mean, Buffalo and the Dolphins have both been mentioned. Now, I don't have faith that either coach is actually going to give him the ball enough, but. I mean, that's a fair point. You probably wouldn't get the ball enough in Miami, but. So he's not worth the first rounder. Well, and I don't think you'd have to give it up. Right. You could I don't. Get, you... It, uh, running back in his late 20s, I don't think you'd have to give it up with a big contract. But the question is, is that a guy? You know, like right now, I think Miami's trying to hold their defense together from a cap standpoint. They've got their offense, although they'd like to upgrade the line. But they're trying to hold their defense together from a cap standpoint. And that's where the Henry acquisition, in theory, would be problematic. It's a big number. How do we restructure this to work this into the equation? Now, you know, go into a state with no taxes, the weather, grass field, you know, contender. I, I hate to sound like this, you know, but for real, why doesn't every athlete play in Miami? Well, it's been a question that's been raised for a long time. It I is. mean, it's the best baseball as well. Why not play Miami? Well, they don't pay, even though they are spending $103 million on their payroll this year. But in the grand scheme of things, they don't pay. And they don't win, and people don't go to their games. But besides that, it's a hell of an attractive place. But the thought's been that way in the NBA, that Orlando was going to be you know, the place. And for a while it was for free agents and what have you. Actually, Orlando back in the mid-90s was considered the sexier landing stop than Miami. Go not, figure not, that. Not anymore. No, no. I said <laughs> mid-90s. Right. Yeah. Right. Things <laughs> times have changed. Of, times have changed. Felipe and the Clutch Vodka play of the day coming up in our 8 o'clock hour. Dalton Miller, Pro Football Network, will join us next. Mark Packer at the top of the hour. Mark Dominic at the top of the nine o'clock hour, the bonus hour of Miller and Moan. Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-two minutes before the hour, top of the morning to you. Thursday edition of Miller and Moulton. Thanks so much for being with us. Mark will be back on Monday. Felipe holding down the fort, and you can see young Felipe if you're taking us in on the Miller and Moulton Twitch.tv channel. I don't know. I think he reined the hair in in a big way. I think he had a lot more flow going on over the last week. Uh, I think he washed it and combed it, and that hasn't always been the case. Mark Packer from the ACC Network will join us coming up at the top of the hour. Mark Dominic will join us at the top of the bonus hour. Dalton Miller, kind enough to join us once again. 
lead NFL analyst for Pro Football Network, profootballnetwork.com. You can follow Dalton on Twitter, Dalton the letter B Miller, Dalton B Miller. Dalton, it's David. How are you? David, I am fantastic. How are you gentlemen doing today? Well, we are fine. Listen, we were just talking about a couple of guys who are they a difference maker if a teams were to go and acquire them. Rumor has it Tennessee is shopping Derrick Henry. Rumor has it Arizona is shopping DeAndre Hopkins. I am of the belief that Tampa Bay should be shopping Mike Evans. You know, we're thinking along the lines of when Buffalo acquired Diggs and the Eagles acquired A.J. Brown. Do you think there are teams out there who are a Derrick Henry away from now being a Super Bowl contender, a D-Hop or Mike Evans away from being a Super Bowl contender and should think seriously about unloading their draft pick in the mid-20s to acquire one of these guys. You know, it's funny you say that because I can think of one just right off the, the top of my head when it comes to Mike Evans, and that would be the Dallas Cowboys. I think that the one thing they were truly missing from their offense is a legitimate speed threat, and not just a speed threat, but somebody who really threatens down the field. And Mike Evans obviously has been one of, if not the most consistent NFL wide receiver over the past decade. Um a fantastic player overall, but is a real true weapon down the field, which is something that Dallas really lacked last year. And there's been talks, you know, that they are also looking at the DeAndre Hopkins trade market, but it's just not as good of a fit for the Cowboys. Uh, Hopkins would be. And when it comes to Derrick Henry, I don't really see him being a, a massive difference maker for any teams at this point. Now he can obviously be a bell cow back and, you know, take 300 carries for you and, get you four yards a pop, but I just don't think that he has the legs that he used to, and that just comes down to taking so many hits over the course of a career. Um, I think when it comes down to somebody like DeAndre Hopkins, you know, if he would go and be a number two, the Buffalo Bills, that would be disgusting with him and Diggs, like you said uh, when you were talking about the Diggs trade earlier. Um, But it's tough to see – you know, just off of the top of my head where some of these guys are sitting. And when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins, you also have to look at his recent rash of injuries and and inability to stay on the field. And is that going to continue in the future? Of the three, okay, your best guesstimate here, play GM. Do any of the three require a first-round pick, or can they be had for less? I think if you're looking, and it depends on what the team is, I think teams at the top of the second round who have you know somebody else's pick, teams that are contending but, but were able to, to move assets and get a high pick in the second round, I think that that would kind of be the perfect fit. You mean like, Pittsburgh? Like, you mean like Pittsburgh at 32? Um, Pittsburgh at 32 uh, would be one, but I, just, I don't think that they're competing right now, and I think that that's the problem. I think if you want to get somebody like Mike Evans, it's, in the next two years, you have to be thinking of a championship. And I don't think that the Steelers are there. And I do agree with you that that Tampa Bay should be looking to shop him. Um, And I do think a team that is desperate for that type of player, you know, look at, you know, maybe even the Los Angeles Chargers, who obviously they have Mike Williams, who is a bit of a downfield threat, but he's not very fast. Um, They also have Keenan Allen, who they just restructured as well. But they need somebody with that speed. And, And, you know, Mike Evans is somebody that still has that. All right, and 
I'll move on to another topic, I promise. I think Baltimore should go and get Mike Evans. It would require the, probably the 22nd pick of the draft, but to me that this would be their digs deal. And this is also their way of saying to Lamar, whether we're beginning divorce proceedings or not, okay, I am giving you a number one wide receiver. It took a year, but I've upgraded from John Hollywood Brown to Mike Evans. You've got a top five tight end. You have a top eight offensive line. And if we could ever keep our running backs healthy, we're fine there too. And we have a top eight defense. Okay? We'll figure this contract out or we'll ship you somewhere eventually. What do you say? I don't mind that move at all. Um, my, my issue with the, the Ravens has always been their ability to keep people healthy, uh, whether it be the, the running back, the offensive line. Ronnie Stanley hasn't been healthy you know, in, in years now. Um, Lamar is, is unable to stay healthy. You're right. They've needed a, a number one guy for a long time, and Hollywood Brown was able to kind of accumulate targets and be a weapon for them, but he's not a true number one. Um, and so bringing in a guy like Mike Evans, having somebody like Rashad Dayton come back and be healthy, I think would be huge for that team in a year where they're probably at the end of it with Lamar Jackson. And yeah, they could go and they could sign him three years in a row and it would cost them about $125 million overall. That's kind of a, a deal. And it's one year injury guaranteed every single year for them. Um, so they kind of control him, but they can help him out throughout that process, even if they can't get a long-term deal done. The more that you, the more I think about it, I really like that idea. And I might have to write about that. <laughs> He's Dalton Miller, lead NFL analyst, Pro Football Network, profootballnetwork.com. Follow him on Twitter, Dalton, the letter B, Miller, Dalton B, Miller. All right. Um, so who got it right in signing their quarterbacks and or others and avoiding having to place the tag? With the Giants with Daniel Jones, the Seahawks with Geno Smith, all right, it, who is it that you look at and you go, you know what, they did a good job, and who is it that you looked at and went, mm, I don't know, not your best work? Gino's deal is incredible. Uh, I, I don't see Pete Carroll paying him and then also drafting a quarterback in the top five, but the contract is completely front-loaded, so they have the ability to move on pretty cleanly from Geno Smith next year if they would want to. Uh, I think Gino also got fairly compensated for you know what he's brought. I, I think that he could have even probably made a little bit more on the open market, but I think he wanted to uh, kind of give thanks to the Seattle Seahawks and, and do a little bit of a team-friendly deal. Um, I know the, the Giants got a lot of grief for Daniel Jones' contract, but $40 million a year is going to be outside of the top 10 in, in quarterback contracts very, very quickly. And when you look at the entire you know, pantheon of the quarterback ecosystem, he's probably in that like 15 you know, range anyways. And you don't pay on what you've gotten from a quarterback. You pay on what you think you're going to get. Another year with Dable, another year with Mike Kafka. They're assuming he's going to continue to get better as a passer, more consistent as a passer. Um, and so I don't hate that deal as much as so many other people did. Um, is it a lot for what we've seen from him so far? Sure. But I think when you look forward, um, it is not that bad of a deal. Um, and then obviously all of the teams tagging all of the running backs is the correct decision because you do not pay running backs huge money. All right. Best info that you have concerning Aaron Rodgers is the holdup. Eh, I don't know if he wants to play for the Jets. 
And what do you think the compensation is ultimately going to be? I mean, the Jets are desperate, but Green Bay clearly also is desperate to unload them. I mean, I'm, I guess Green Bay has a little more leverage, but I don't know how much. It's an incredibly difficult situation because of his contract. Um, I know it's been written. Uh, I believe Albert Breer wrote that there might not be a first-round pick involved in it at all. And honestly, I could see it because his contract is kind of a nightmare. And you also have to look at it from the standpoint of there is no trade market for Aaron Rodgers. It's just the Jets at this point. And so they really only have to bid against themselves. So I don't think it's going to take a ton to get this done. And Diana Rossini just tweeted out a little bit ago that it looks uh, optimistic or the Jets are optimistic it's going to get done. I think it would be a, a you know a second round pick for this year, um, and then some sort of uh, you know rolling pick in the future, depending on playing time, how well he plays, um, and things of that nature. Something that you know could be a, a third round pick in the future that could rise up and be a second round pick. Um, but I don't think it'll be that much. He's, he's going to be 40 years old. He's a ton of money, um, and there is no bidding war for him. So I don't think it'll be much, and I do think that it gets done because I think the, the Packers want to see what they have in Jordan Love before it's all said and done. You know, we go back three years, and there were no more than three teams and maybe only two that were serious about acquiring free agent Tom Brady. And obviously, we can go back and go, boy, a lot of teams made a mistake. Is there a team or two out there right now that's making a huge mistake that they're not trying to get Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I believe he plays this year for most of the year at 39. You know, at 37 and 38, he won two MVPs, if you know what I mean. I mean, are are we sure somebody's not making a Tom Brady-like mistake here? I think when you look at the NFL, you have these teams that are going to try to just turn it over with a rookie. I don't really see anybody outside of the Jets who are a legitimately, like, really talented roster like the Jets are, um, somebody who can compete in that division. And if you're competing in the AFC East, you're competing in the AFC. Um, I think with Aaron Rodgers, they're one of the best teams in the NFL if that defense is able to repeat what it did last season. Um, and so I really kind of just think it is the Jets. Um, I don't think Carolina was set up for it. I don't see really any other teams that are just a quarterback away um, from being Super Bowl contenders. So I, I think the Jets are making the right decision here. Um, it's ironic that, that um, Aaron Rodgers is going to follow in the footsteps of Brett Favre here. Oh, uh, and now the, uh, the Packers have to hope that Love can can be the next Aaron Rodgers and the next Brett Favre. Well, it's it's unbelievable. I think it's the exact same number of years in Green Bay. Then they both end up going to the Jets. And you mentioned maybe not requiring a first round pick. We went through it yesterday. Favre ended up being traded for a third round pick. Now it was conditional, and if the Jets had made the playoffs, it would have been a first. But ultimately, the Jets got Favre for a third round pick, and we wonder what they're ultimately going to end up paying to get Aaron Rodgers. All right, Dalton, we've got a handful of minutes left, even less. All right, what do you think, biggest thing or two you think is going to happen between now and the 15th when the new year begins? Oh, um, dang, that's a great question. Um, I don't really have any huge proclamations at this point. I mean, the, the Aaron Rodgers thing would have been my guess. 
Um, but it looks like that's pretty much ironed out at this point. By the way, do you um, think that that becomes a deal that doesn't happen till after June 1st for cap reasons, that it's done on March 9th or whatever it is, but it cannot go through till early June? Yes, um, for, for cap purposes, I, I think that that's the way that this has to go. Um, admittedly, I'm not a salary cap and NFL contract expert because they make it, so it is very difficult <laughs> right. to be an expert in that field. Um, but I, I do think that they have to wait until June 1st. Um, I think that there's some other kind of big cuts around the NFL that could happen, but they're all going to be you know, post-June 1 designations. I think that there's a, a lot of really difficult decisions that some teams have to make. Um, but there's nothing that really stands out to me um, about anybody getting a deal done outside of, you know, it looks like the, the, um, it looks like the Giants really want to get a long-term deal done with Saquon. I don't know what that deal would look like, and I don't really know, you know, why they would do that, considering he has been, you know, banged up here and there, and he already has 1,300 career uh, touches under his belt. But um, I think that that might be a, a deal that gets done. Outside of that, I don't really have any big proclamations. He's Dalton Miller, lead NFL analyst, Pro Football Network, profootballnetwork.com. Follow Dalton on Twitter, Dalton B. Miller, Dalton the letter B. Miller. Dalton, thanks for making time for us. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me again, gentlemen. Dalton Miller, Pro Football Network, PFN 365, if you want to follow them on Twitter as well. Mark Packer, ACC Network, coming up at the top of the hour. Biggest news in sports yesterday, Jim Beheim out. And it really does not appear to have been his decision. That yeah. the folks running the show at Syracuse just decided, you know what, Jimbo, it's time. Kick We're, the old man to the curb. Yeah. Uh, it really does seem as if they pulled him aside at some point in the last two weeks and said, um, I know you want to stay, but it's time to go. And they picked his replacement. And that's the other thing. They did not give him 24, 48 hours to let everybody, you know, just and then announce their replacement. They said, yep, yeah, he's done. We thank him for the 47 years. And by the way, uh, Autry, the longtime assistant, he's the uh, he's the replacement. It's like, oh, uh, OK. Hey, oldie, you're done. <laughs> we'll talk to Mark Packer. About that, and what's he thinking?